you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victor and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We plan to open the phone lines up in the last segment, get your take on the conversation today. I kind of want to, this is a almost a, a part two, but from a different, um, I guess, social topic, moral topic. Um, but it will revolve around a similar conversation that we had yesterday, which is just how do Christians faithfully live that eventually affects change? It leads to a different outcome in the culture and the time in which we exist. And, and I, I think it's so important for us to recognize that there are the easy sort of, I say easy in the moment that we're trying to carry them out. They're not easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they are not as complicated and do not require. Um, and I want to say this carefully. They don't require as much as much a strategy as some other things that we try to put into place, like require, right? Like we try to do things and we're like, okay, so let's regroup and let's think about how we're going to do this. And you know, what are, what are, what are going to be our initiatives and what are we going to do? You know, and all, but, but there, there are some things I think as Christians that we can just do, um, that change a culture mm-hmm. that are just, they are just characterized by us being faithful Christians. Yeah. And I want to use this uh, current event story. And this has been the topic of conversation for the last few months. In fact, it's been the topic of conversation for the last few years, as you've seen the increase in what is called um, Pride Month and companies falling all over themselves to <laughs> recognize this and to acknowledge it. And at the compromise or the sacrifice of the individual liberties that many of their employers, I'm sorry, employees have, or in the in the case of um, professional sports, that their players have. So mm. this move to normalize rebellion in our culture and to uh, force other people to celebrate it has caused many people, I think even more people who, uh, than who speak out, have compromised. I don't think that there are many people who are wearing um, rainbow gear on their jerseys or their aprons or whatever it, the case may be. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think those people really want to. Right. I, I But I think that there is such a, um, as you refer to it, such a bullying nature that yeah. surrounds yeah. all of this that I think people feel like they have no choice, but they, they kind of, uh, they cover that fear, the the real fear of like, oh, I don't have a choice. I can't, you know, if I say this, then I'm going to be seen this way. They deceive themselves into believing that what they're doing is really operating with compassion. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a different feeling, a different emotion to house um, from fear. You yeah. almost feel um, better. You, you feel noble when you believe that you're acting compassionately. But I, I think that if they're, if people were honest you know, a lot of what we see happening Man. in our culture, the the snowball effect of it has really um, preyed upon people's fear that they've been able to 
uh, dismiss as compassion yeah, or to yeah. say I'm loving. You're right about that. And I recently heard something our brother uh, Ty Shannon was saying on uh, a podcast that he have, and he was saying how uh, the way that it is now, because you know all of this is based out of fear mm-hmm. and and lying. The the people who are are affirming you, they are the ones that are basically not telling the truth. It's the ones who correct. It's the ones who are standing against this are the ones that are really the ones that are truthful about Correct. your condition. And Correct. so it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's fear. They're doing that out of fear. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's, they're doing it out of, you know, try, just making people submit because of social score and all this yes. kind of stuff, trying yes. to be favored, yes. you know, but it's all a lie. It's That's all exactly a lie. Right. They're only doing it out of fear. It's not because they really affirm you. It's, it's unfortunate because, no, you're absolutely right, and, and Todd Shannon's on it, because the, the unfortunate thing about it is that it's actually a type of selfishness that is now celebrated, right? Mm-hmm. So the people who keep quiet about um, sin and rebellion and understanding, like, when we say we're Christians, what that really means. We don't believe that because we're Christians, God will judge our sin, right? Yeah. We believe that God judges sin. sin. Exactly. Period. Full stop into thought. God mm-hmm. judges sin. And so when we're Christians, we we don't get to decide like, okay, no, because I believe that. I believe that if I don't live this way, then um, I have continued on my trajectory to eternal judgment mm-hmm. um, in a life apart from God, an eternity separated from God because of sin. Um, know that we don't get to determine that as Christians. We don't get to say, yeah, this is just what I believe, right? This goes back to the your truth, my truth, okay? This goes back to, you know, (laughs) if it's true for you, then go ahead. No, there is just truth, right? Right. And so when Christians keep quiet about the reality of the truth, and that sounds almost like I'm saying the same thing, the reality of the truth. Um, when, When Christians keep quiet about that and they do that out of fear, it is fear of what will happen to them right right now listen the deception is that we think we are concerned about what will happen to the other person oh his feelings might get hurt or he might be upset okay but if you keep drilling down in this what it ultimately ends up at is and then the result of that is that they may take that out on me so eventually it comes back to us but we are called not to love our lives unto death. Like we are called to live a sacrificial life. That means even in telling the truth, that means even in living faithfully and whatever that costs us, we are tasked with and called to do that. So, so I'm saying all of that to set it up to say, um, so I, I do not follow hockey at all. Like I really, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I so don't know hockey. I don't know what I don't know about hockey. Now I know here for hockey. So we, I mean, you know, <laughs> can you, I don't know, I, but, but I, I know, I know, you know what I'm saying? I know that there's a, um, a sport called a puck. Hockey. I know that there's a hockey puck <laughs> and I know that there's a hockey stick. I know that, um, the goalies. Yeah. There are goalies. It's, it's like, like soccer, soccer on mm-hmm. ice. Somebody's like, no, it's not. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I know that I've tried to make beef patties, and and um, when I was new at making those things, if you cook them too long, they can turn into a hockey puck. Um, so I know those things. But I've I've been uh, listening to the conversation surrounding the National Hockey League and their move to have their players wear like the pride flag on their jerseys or their warm warm up suits or something like yeah. that, right? 
And and it's been interesting to me because I do compare this to the Jalene Hinkle in in the in the soccer world with the women's mm. soccer. And at the time, this was several years ago, being forced to wear these pride you know displays. Right. And Jalene saying no. And I remember us talking about this on yeah. the morning show. I feel like we were doing the morning show at this time. And 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 this being, in my opinion, um, a faithful like show, mm. a faithful show um, to the Lord and and the truth, right? And so the same thing has been true for the National Hockey League, but there's a, a new kind of twist in it that, and this is the story, this is from the Christian Post, mm-hmm. the National Hockey League commissioner, Gary Bettman, says that the teams will no longer don specialty warm-up sweaters in celebration of the LGBT community or other causes after some players refused on religious grounds to wear them last season. Mm. Now, you know, one of the things that's really fascinating to me about this, about this is that this kind of goes straight to it's almost like <laughs> case in point when I'm saying we don't set out to be faithful because we think it will achieve for us the big stuff, temporally speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't set out to be faithful because we're like, oh, this is really going to get them right here. Like I'm about to be a trailblazer. <laughs> right. Like that's usually not what happens. What usually happens is that the Christian is just maintaining his or her allegiance to Jesus. Right. The Christian is just saying. I'm I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that is wrong. I am convicted that that is wrong. Morally, that is unacceptable. God's word condemns this. And so mm. the Christian continuing to to live that conviction, not just say it on a Sunday and then, you know, get back to life. But the Christian continuing to live that conviction often leads to widespread change. This is what I was talking about mm-hmm. yesterday. So the Christians living their convictions mm-hmm. about the value of life and the inherent dignity and worth right. led to widespread change throughout the Roman Empire, even before the Christians had power. And the it, Christian, go ahead. No, it's saying, and it also leads to the apologetics question for the reason. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, why are you doing yes. this? First Peter well, you 3, could, 15. You know, be That's fine so and you can be this and that yep. and lose this You might this not get that. to play. You might not get to play. So yeah. you have an opportunity to share the reason. Yeah. So so this, man, such a great point. So this, this is what has happened with the National Hockey League. Now, before people get me wrong, okay, I want to make sure that to make the, the National Hockey League making the decision to not force players to celebrate something that they find uh, morally wrong, um, condemned by their highest authority scripture, you're going to hear in in their own words. Um, But the National Hockey League doing this does not mean that all of a sudden the National Hockey League has turned into like the priest of the Old Testament. You know what I mean? Like, this is not like I'm not because they're still like, you know, they've got a one million dollar initiative that they they are starting with right. their equity, diversity. and inclusion. So they're still doing that. They're still having pride nights. They're still doing all of these things. But there is something that has that has shifted that I think the momentum is on the side of Christians who are willing. Now, please understand what I'm saying here. The Christians who are willing to be that holy distraction. Okay, so the reason this this organization, the National Hockey League, made the decision to not force players to wear this pride flag on their warm ups is because the the commissioner of the NHL said it had become a distraction. Hmm. Now, that's simple, but profound. (laughs) Right. It had become. (laughs) So so for far too long, the reason in many instances we are getting pushed around in culture is because we are unwilling to be a distraction. 
<laughs> like we're unwilling to say, no, I'm not doing that. We, we think that we are doing people a solid by just kind of going along and just kind of keeping quiet. But really, if we care about people and we care about being faithful in, in the culture that we exist in, then we will be willing to be a distraction that, you know, will produce change. But that's not the aim. The aim is that people will know, no, this, I believe this. I'm going to live like I believe this. So I want to play this. Um, this is cut one. Do I have time for cut one? Yeah. 30 seconds. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is cut one. So this is, uh, the interviewer is Elliot Friedman. And um, this is Sportsnet, this clip that you're about to hear. And he's talking to Gary Bettman after the NHL Board of Governors meeting about the decision to remove the pride flag from the warmups. This is cut one. Actually, I, I've suggested that it would be appropriate for clubs not to change their jerseys uh, in warm-ups because it's become a distraction and taking away from the fact that all of our clubs in some form or another host nights in honor of various groups or causes, and we'd rather that we continue to get the appropriate attention that they deserve and not be a distraction. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> also... You've got really good players who are saying not going to wear it. Right. And and if you want to force the issue and, and you connect that <laughs> to my ability to play, then mm -hmm. not going to play it either. Like and so but, you know, I was thinking about this and I thought, man, there's also something to be said of being really good at what you do. Right. Because like if you stink at hockey. And you're like, well, I'm not wearing it. And, and if you want to force me to wear that or play, then I just won't play. And you stink at hockey. <laughs> then I could see people being like, OK, we don't need you. Right. So so you see all of these things kind of converging <laughs> that the gifts that we've received from the Lord, the ability to do those things well, if we if we present those back to the Lord, right, as an offering that we live a life that glorifies him and all that we're doing, then even the very basic things that we think are like. Who cares about hockey, right? Well, a lot of people care mm -hmm. and a lot of people are paying attention because some Christians who are really good at hockey are making a statement in defense of their deeply held religious beliefs, mm -hmm. right? So like this is instructive. These are the kinds of things that we talk to our kids about. Like we talk about um, LeBron James, how LeBron James has been given a gift. He doesn't, he doesn't recognize God. And oh my goodness, how gracious and how great is our God that he gives gifts to men, even when those men will not acknowledge him as the yeah. gift giver. Yeah. It would be far better for LeBron James to recognize that it is God who enables him to do the kinds of things that he does that cause us to marvel and pay money to see it, right? It would be far better for him. But even if he doesn't, the Lord has still entrusted those gifts to him. Now, juxtapose that against the hockey player. We're going to hear some clips as well from, from the hockey player who's making a statement, standing up for his faith. But at the same time, he's got to be really good at what he does, right? His, his statement's got to have a way of like, you know, right. mattering. Right, right. <laughs> All right, we'll grab the break. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll be right back. You could keep your honorary for real. I ain't trying to be funny, but I ain't come for your money. Let them know, man, I came for the souls. I'm bringing heaven. Every time that I'm coming, I'm speaking life in abundance. I see too many out here living unhealthy. Jesus, help me take the pain and the hurt. I hate to see when they hurt. I could care less, man, by taking the selfie. They all trying to sign my name on the shirt. We ain't going to do this in church. Open up the window for the orphan and the widow. Try to help them with their problem. If it's Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Lion in the 
Lamb by Brian T. Brian nice. Trejo. Yes. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, today we're talking about holy distractions. And it's, it seems like an oxymoron. It seems like maybe a contradiction, maybe mutually exclusive. But um, I just think that the wording of the commissioner for the NHL uh, saying that forcing team members to wear pride logos on their warmups or anywhere, I mean, on your person, like to <laughs> to um, become a billboard for something that you see as sinful, to become a billboard for something that you that you reject. Um, my goodness. Anyway, but his wording that it had become a distraction, mm-hmm. um, I think is very interesting and it's, it it's worth it's. <laughs> worth exploration so he was giving this interview and i want to go to cut two on this um because he was giving this interview to the sports net outlet and as he gave that first answer okay so they're not going to be putting the pride logo on the warm-up suits um the the reporter was not really pleased to just let that be the thing right (laughs) so like because it's because we live in a culture where those of us who have any kind of moral Mm -hmm. conviction we are the minority. If you've got a biblical worldview, you are fueled, if you will, by biblical conviction. You are the minority. There are so many people who want to get caught up in skin color and, and all of these things and, and try to look for the, the minority, you know, the excuse the expression, the oppressed people group, you know. Um, but the ones who are really suffering and the ones who are really oppressed in this culture, it is not determined by the color of your skin. It's determined on what fuels your engagement. And, mm. and it's only two classes of people. Do you have a biblical worldview or not? Right. And so even the people who are suffering, who do not call themselves Christians, if they are taking a public stand because of a moral conviction that is rooted in Scripture. Mm. So whether they know it or not, that's a biblical worldview. Right. <laughs> um, they're the ones who are suffering. Right. So there is only two groups of people who those who have a biblical worldview and those who don't. Those who are suffering in culture today are the ones who have a biblical worldview. So because this reporter is pressing the collective majority worldview, mm-hmm. okay, he's not content to just have this commissioner um, say, yeah, you know, it had become a distraction, and so we're not going to force people, you know, the players to, to wear the pride flag on their jerseys. This reporter was not content to hear that, and so he pressed, and this is clip two. I think the only concern that people will have about this is, number one, you're always worried about people feeling comfortable in a game in their own skin, and also it's Pride Month right now. I think that's the the concerns that I would have upon hearing that. Well, I I agree those are legitimate concerns, but in the final analysis, all of the efforts and emphasis on the importance of these various causes have been undermined by the distraction in terms of which teams, which players. This way, we're keeping the focus on the game, and on these specialty nights, we're going to be focused on the cause. So Pride Nights Day, and fans will... They can, oh, absolutely. Okay. 32 of our clubs did Pride Nights. Some do Heritage Nights. Everybody does Hockey Fights Cancer. Some do Military Nights. All of those nights will continue. Mm-hmm. The only issue will be, or the only difference will be, is uh, we're not going to change jerseys for warm-up because that's just become um, more of a distraction from really the essence of what the purpose of these nights are. Okay, and the jerseys will continue to be sold, correct? Oh, absolutely, and designed, and, and players who choose to model them uh, can do that. It's really just a question of what's on the ice. It's, man, it's just it's like, a question of what's on It's, it's like, man, no, no, you, you got a bow and kiss the ring. It's a kiss like, the ring. You need to kiss the yeah. ring. No, yeah, you know, you're be, right. Because the thing is, and 
I, I do appreciate how the what is the commissioner? The commissioner yeah. was like he named all kind of nights. We Gary have this Bettman, night, that yeah. night, this night, that's you know. But this guy mm-hmm. wasn't concerned about those nights. He was no, like, no, I don't care about <laughs> pride those nights. Night. We, we want to know about. Pride. Oh man, yeah, isn't it interesting? It's Kiss like the it, ring. my goodness, that's exactly what came to my mind. It's like uh, the reporter there, uh, Friedman. He he is sort of like okay now I'm gonna give you one last chance. It's like it's like <laughs> right. uh, Mr. Nezer, the Chocolate Factory. He's like, will you or will you not sing the song? You know, oh, right. we've already told you, Mr. Nezer. Like you know, and and so Man. until until you have Gary Bettman start to sing the Bunny song, right. um, he's not gonna let him out of this interview. Right. And how is he how is he found oh, singing the Bunny man. song? Now look, we got all the other pride things. Okay, <laughs> yes, Mr. Line. Like so, we got all the other pride <sighs> things that we're doing, and essentially, just to paraphrase what he just said there, I think our listeners were able to hear it. But just to paraphrase what he said, basically, we have all of these other nights where we can celebrate everybody's individual thing, because we <laughs> we are a nation of individuals, right? We don't like this. Okay, Boy. so so we can celebrate everybody's uh, individual thing collectively, <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 none of those things are going to be touched. Uh, individual players, if they want to endorse pride jerseys, if they want to sell those as a fundraiser <laughs> for themselves, for charity, whatever, <sighs> they can do that. But the yeah. bottom line is, the bottom line is, we're not going to make the team sing the song. But you're still going to sell the shirts, right? Yep, the shirts will remain. <laughs> Man, I, it's just, like, this it's guy. Like, <laughs> Just kiss the ring. Just kiss the ring. And so, but here's the thing that, sorry, here's the thing that I appreciate. The thing that I appreciate is that we wouldn't be having this conversation if not for faithful men on this team saying, no, Mm -hmm. we're not doing it. And and the way that they have said we're not doing it. I want to go back to this Christian Post story. Um, Let's see. The Board of Governors has obviously agreed with uh, Bettman's viewpoint And this has marked, according to this article, a significant shift in NHL policy. In January, Philadelphia Flyers defensemen. Now, I'm not going to say these names right. I understand it because I'm not a hockey fan. And these are not people (laughs) that I talk about around the dinner table. Okay, so if you are a hockey fan and I'm butchering these names, (laughs) it's nails on the chalkboard to you. Just listen for the content, okay? Just listen for the points that I'm going to make. All right, but here, I'm going to try it. I should have tried to Google them to get the pronunciation. (laughs) But uh, anyways, um, in January, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov recently (laughs) was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. He refused to wear a Pride Night-themed warm-up sweater, citing his Russian Orthodox religious beliefs. Mm. The stance was later echoed by San Jose Sharks goaltender James Reimer, I think is the name, and uh, brothers Eric and Mark Stahl of the Florida Panthers. And I'm going to want to come back to Reimer because I want to play a clip from him, two clips actually, because I think he does just a stellar job of um, representing Christ well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's those things where you see people <laughs> and they may belong to a particular group and then you're like, oh, don't embarrass us. <laughs> like, don't, you know. Right. And I feel that way about Christians. Like, I, I feel like when Christians are on the spot, <laughs> oh, I'm like, please, please man. speak well. Especially you know? with these questions, like <laughs> oh, about sexuality. Sink or like the, float. There's a lot of fumbling Sink of the ball. Float. <laughs> like, dude. So I think I think Reimer does well. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, because you want to be understood. 
You want if 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 people are going to dislike you, this is what I often say. Mm -hmm. If people don't like me, <laughs> I want them to not like me. Really am and what I really said, not for what they misunderstood or mm -hmm. what they thought I was. Do you know what I mean? Like right. I'm okay if people dislike me. I don't prefer it, but if they dislike me, I want it to be genuine, like really dislike me for what I really am and not for something that you made up or thought you heard. So I think Reimer does a great job of making sure that if people are going to have a problem with him, it's going to be the real problem. Like he was so articulate. And so I want to play those two clips, but I want to go back to this first. Um, so Reimer, who's 35, did not play back in March, um, a game against the New York Islanders after the team released a statement on his behalf. And I want to play for you because he was interviewed uh, regarding this three months ago. And and he basically restated his statement. So it's a statement that was released by the team. He restated his statement mm -hmm. um, in front of these interviewers, which is is a safe place to be. But he did something that I thought, oh, way to go, brother. Like just, you know, that was my statement. And then he took a moment. and We're going to play both clips for you where he just said, now, look, let me just let me just say something. To you guys, okay, y'all, y'all know me, right? So you're gonna hear both of those. I, but right now, let's let's do uh, clip three. The Sharks have chosen to wear a jersey in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight. Um, for all 13 years of my NHL career, um, I've been a Christian, not just in title, but in, in how I choose to live my life daily. Um, I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for my sins, and in response. Asked me to love everyone and, uh, and follow him. Um, I have no hate in my heart for, for anyone. Uh, I've always strived to treat everyone with uh, respect and, and, and kindness. Um, in this specific instance, I'm personally choosing not to endorse something, um, you know, a sexual identity or orientation that is counter to my convictions, which are based in the Bible, um, which I consider the highest authority in my life. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That the highest authority oh, in my life. Brother James. The Bible. Brother James. Okay. You know, Lecrae, are you listening? Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Don't be petty okay, in this right, moment. Right. We can affirm the oh, one yeah, brother. I'm just asking. Look, look, look. Kirk, Kirk, and, and, Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Are you, and, oh, are you listening? Man. Lauren Daigle? Oh, my goodness. Okay, man. Yeah. Man. You know, look, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I'm just saying. I'm, those yeah. are, man, and and how can how can I argue with you? Because that's what we have faced, and those are the types of things that have brought increased persecution upon the body of Christ, right? Like if if you had more Christians live with fidelity to the scriptures, and and what does that look like? This is an example of it, and our brother James Reimer here. This is an example where you say. I have lived as a faithful Christian. That's informed all of my engagement. That's it, it fuels what I do and how I live. That's the word of God is my highest authority. And and know that when you say something like that, mm -hmm. that you have scriptural backing. Yeah. You know, there are so-called liberal Christians that will will contest Eve that the truth of God's word stands firm and that we are more in line with the scriptures when we faithfully interpret them yeah. than those who have moved interpretation of the word mm -hmm. in exchange for a cultural interpretation. If we don't know that, then we're going to fumble. Right. And, and actually, if we don't know that, then we also won't refer to the word of God. We're going to try to find nice things that we think people will um, call mutual ground, common ground that we can stand on. And, and that's some of what I'm going to talk about at, at MFL. It's kind of fresh on my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm saying is I'm not looking for 
there's a time to look for common ground, but I'm not looking for common ground first and foremost. First and foremost, I'm looking for holy ground, yes. right? I'm, I'm looking for where the Lord, where the Lord has invited us to stand and that that is sufficient, that that's firm footing. That's the solid rock upon which we can stand. Mm. And I feel like our brother James Reimer did an incredible job here. He was restating his statement, the official statement that was released by his team. But then he took a moment and this is going to be clip four here in just a second. He took a moment and I feel like kind of, I shouldn't mix these metaphors. I'm going to say knock it out of out of the park. Um, Baseball. We're talk. I know, but we're talking about hockey. What did he he <laughs> uh, sank it. the goal. Uh, you sure. Yeah. Well, he's a goalie, so he blocked. Okay, he blocked I don't know. Whatever. Yes, yes, Man, people yes. are laughing at our ignorance, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Um. But but he had a moment where he went off the quote unquote script. Because the script was authored by him, right? Like he wrote a statement, you can tell. So it's not something that he just needs to find the right words, craft it, and just keep restating his position based upon his official statement. He can speak from the heart because this is who he is. And these are genuinely his convictions that are genuinely fueled by the word of God, which is his highest authority for all of his engagement. And so he kind of puts the phone down. If you're watching the live stream, you see the video here. He puts the phone down and he's no longer reading his official statement. Now it's like, okay, here, here's my official conviction. Okay. (laughs) That's, that is my statement, but I want you guys to think about who I am and who I've been before you for all of these years. This is clip four. As far as teammates, you know, regardless of, of, you know, race, religion, um, sexual orientation, um, you know, I treat everyone with the, with the same kindness and respect. I mean, when a guy walks in the room, I, I don't ask him, you know, his life story. You know, I just, uh, you know, my faith is, is said that, that, like I said before, everyone has worth and value, and, 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 I, and I love them. And so, um, you know, when a guy gets traded to a team, you know, often I'll ask um, the people in charge, like, what's their number? You know, so I can send them a text, welcome to the team, ask if they need anything. You know, and I don't do that based off of, you know, what they believe or, or, or what they identify with. You know, I, I do that because, um, you know, I'm taught to love and, 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 to, and to care for people. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's who I am. Um, and so, but, but the counter side or, or the other side is, is that I just can't, you know, publicly or, or and personally, um, and endorse, you know, something that goes against, you know, my beliefs. Um, and so that's kind of where, um, where I'm at. Man, that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. beautiful because essentially what he is saying is, you know, when we get a new team member, right, when, when I've got a new teammate, I seek his phone number. I want to I want to get his number because I want to find out, does he need anything? Like, what needs does he have? How can we help? How can we come alongside and serve him as a new member of this team? And he's saying that is fueled by what I'm taught. That's fueled by my biblical conviction. Mm. So and then he says, so in the same manner, it was man, Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit. (laughs) And this is why when we show up, we trust the Lord because it's not in the strength of our words. It's not in like our savvy or charisma. Like, I mean, he's not being dynamic, right? right? He's just like, listen, like, and you can tell it's a very sobering moment for him, right? You, we've all had those moments where we've got to do difficult things and our mouths go dry where you're just like, "Mm, my goodness, I can't (laughs) get it out. But you know, you have to. 
And that's what our brother is doing. He's saying in the same way that I am refusing to endorse something that, man, the Bible condemns as sin, which is my highest authority. It's how I live my life. That is also what fuels my reaching out to my teammates and saying, hey, do you need anything? Hey, can, how can I help you? How can I serve you? And that, now what does this do? This causes a conflict between like him and his listeners, right? Because they're like, mm, we want one part of that. Right. We want the service, but man, we, we don't want the moral conviction. Can mm. we separate those? <laughs> and for the faithful Christian, it's a resounding no. We'll be right back. Everybody is becoming something. We're all becoming what we behold. Everybody wants to find their purpose. Everybody wants something more. Cause if I'm gonna be more of anything, I just wanna be more like you. If I'm gonna be more of anything, I just wanna be more like you. If I'm giving my Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We're the Addisons, mm-hmm. and uh, we certainly do appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and as like you, Aaron Cole, Tarn Wells, and Toby Mack. Talking about holy distractions, uh, Commissioner Bettman of the NHL, uh, quote, in the final analysis, all of the efforts and emphasis on the importance of these various causes have been undermined by the distraction in terms of which teams and which players this way and this way I'm adding here for clarity, not forcing players to wear pride paraphernalia. Okay. Mm. Uh, We're keeping the focus on the game and on the specialty nights. We're going to focus on the cause. In other words, uh, when we come to to, (laughs) Mickey's words, when we come to play ice, we're playing ice. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if people hate that expression. I, I just I made it up. Know. I don't even know if it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> when we come to play, we come to play. Yeah. When we yeah. want to host a cause or we want to have an event, we want a gala or something like that, then we'll do that and we'll focus on that. But we're not going to force the celebration of something that a person finds immoral uh, based on their deeply held religious beliefs, based on their genuine conviction. I want to say something about our brother, James Reimer. Um, to me, it seems apparent and, and I'm, going out on a limb because obviously I don't know him personally, but I will say this and and I'd love to get your take on this. Will the great, Mm -hmm. these are not the kinds of things that you find strength to do the day of. No, no. I feel like these things are a Mm -mm. series of self denials that characterize the Christian walk. 100% is like our brother Abe says, the showing up moments. Yeah. (laughs) You don't just get there at the moment and and just have this, you know, internal fortitude to stand that. No, no, this is because, in small things, he yep. has been standing like he right. has a genuine relationship with God. Like you said, I don't know him either, but from what to be able to be on this on that stage and say That's what right. he said, yeah. he has some experience with God. And so the thing yeah. is that you know you don't just get to this point and say, okay, I'm just gonna uh, uh, be bold for Christ. No, mm-hmm. it, it starts off. You know, when you're not on that stage, yeah. when you're by yourself, when you're with, amongst friends, when you're, you know, when no one's around, how's mm-hmm. your character? And so yeah. when you get out in front like that, you're able to to say, you know, what you really feel and what you really believe because mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, <clears throat> excuse me, there are other players on the team who um, it was a this was a conflict 
for them because of their government mm. um, and, and they're not being able to, you know, support pride because it went against like the Russian government and, <laughs> the, you know, and so that's it, saying was, something too. It really is. <laughs> like, man, it really is. Our I, government I, over here, they're like, yeah, let's dive all in. All, you know, and, and you have the Russian government. Yeah, like, <laughs> this, uh, is, this is a problem. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, the thing, I, I will tell you, I think it's easier, and I'm, I'm open to hear what you think about this. I, I think it's easier for the players to say, um, we can't participate in this because this would go against Kremlin law. Like, we can't, like, we, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What, uh, the yeah. Kremlin, we can't, like, I, I, would, I would imagine <laughs> that it's easier to say that than it is for our brother James oh, yeah. to I'll, say, no, these are my deeply held religious convictions. It's fueled by God's word. I yes. believe it to be the highest standard for how I live because I think people feel like, oh, it's just the Bible. That's the reason you're not doing it. Like, I can understand if you think you're going to die. But like, just the Bible, just the book that you, you see what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying because, uh, you, and you're right about that. I think it's much more uh, more difficult to be able to stand for Christ, yeah. you know, than to say at threat of debt you know, of my government that I can But at the same <laughs> I time... I probably not exaggerate that, but you know what I mean. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, the Russian... Wasn't there a, another, like, Russian Orthodox? Russian you know? Orthodox, And so correct. it was like... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Christian belief. Yeah, yeah so, I, would, I mean, I would, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not very well-versed on it, but I, I think I know what that means. And so that person, he's saying his, you know, government, but also his Christian beliefs. But, but there was one person that was like the Russian government. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two so, of them. Two, two of them. them. Okay. So I, I think anyway, it is but, harder. Yeah. I think it is harder to make a bold statement for Christ, you know, um, because like you said, they, they, people don't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, you need to change your beliefs. I Can know, I, you know, I, I want to open the phone lines and then just get our listeners take on this. Mm-hmm. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Talking about holy distractions and, and this current event here from the NHL, their decision to say, hey, we're not going to force our players to do this is a distraction from the game. I think there's probably more that they have not revealed. I, I, I really think that there's probably it's what we call on this program pushing from the bottom. It's like I think there's probably other stuff that's going on. Maybe we don't know, um, but it's enough for me that you've got a bold Christian witness standing up for truth and re- refusing to cower and to give in. I, I feel like this, though, I, I feel like one of the things that I, I really wanted to highlight in this moment um, is that it, I think it would be easier to hide behind the government. And this is a case that I that I made and I'm going to make it again um, um, at MFL. <laughs> if you if you can hide behind, well, this is illegal, you know, or this is legal. And, and we find a safety that we can somehow detach from our knowledge of God. Understand what I'm saying here? Like if, if there's mm-hmm. a way that we can say, I'm not doing something because, um, I don't know, you know, because don't tread on me. You know what I mean? Like right, right. then then you don't necessarily have to make much of God and his holiness. Yeah. I think there is a there is a level of living for the Christian that. Wow. When we when we resolve and and I don't mean in our own human effort, you Mm -hmm. know, but that when we say, no, Jesus is worthy and I'm not doing this because Jesus is worthy. Yes. You also cannot compel this. You know, I have I have the right to free speech. I have the right to peaceably assemble. And and all of those things are very good. Right. But I think there's something different about us being able to say being willing. Say it that way. I think there's something different 
about us being willing to say, I'm not going to sin against my God and my yeah. Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to do that. And, and whether or not people understand that, whether or not they get it, well, you work that out. And I trust the Holy Spirit to take this public display of faithfulness and work that in your heart according to his good pleasure. I, I trust him to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to wrestle with whether or not they'll be able to understand. Look, our brother James Reimer said this. Let me, let me um, what did he say? He said, for 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's go to the phone. I mean, I just that's to me very um, textbook and everybody knows the text that I'm referring to. Right. This is this is faithful living 101. It's it seems simple. I know it's not easy. It is profound, right? Because this kind of love for the Lord that would allow us, that would allow us, that would fuel our willingness to put our careers and our livelihoods on the line. Like, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. All right. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Mason in Tennessee. Hi, Mason. Hi, guys. This is my first time calling, and I just love your show. So I'm pretty oh, stoked thank to you. be on. God bless you. Uh, my first thing, just with the uh, with the NHL, is sadly, I'm guessing that for an organization like that to change their mind on it, there's probably a lot of Christians behind closed doors that <laughs> are saying something during the offseason. So that's kind of the sad part, but it's a good step forward. But my question quick, and I'll just, after I'll hang up and listen, um, I follow Mike Teasy, who is a Christian rapper, mm-hmm. and he is going on all these different tours, and he's going to one in Minnesota that's called God Flow. Okay. And the thing that caught my eye is that Black China is on like the list of stuff. So I asked oh, my wow. wife because she knows more about her, and she said how that she might have reclaimed her life for Christ. And yeah. I, so I was just kind of taken back by that. <laughs> and I know when you said, uh, 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 gosh, I can't remember his name, but anyway, like Kirk Franklin Le- and all that. And Le- I just Le- saw yeah, Black like- China on there. Yeah, and Lecrae. And yeah. so when I saw Black China, I was like, oh man, that's. I, I was yeah. a little disappointed, but I was just wondering if you guys had heard anything. I'll, like, <laughs> I'll, listen, or I'll hang up and I'll listen. Thank well, you, guys. Oh, yeah, well, brother. I, I did <laughs> see it was it was big for a little while. Like yeah, it was she a had, story. yeah, come to Christ and and so she's I, baptized. I, she, baptized. She turned yeah. from her sin. She publicly confessed that she right. was living in open sin, um, and she said that she w- was saved. That she gave her life to Christ. Um, she had some things done to her body to undo some things she had done right. to her. And she talked about this. It was a it was a pretty, it was big, a pretty deal. big deal. I um, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut no, it. I was just going to say, I didn't follow long after that, though. I, mm-hmm. I just kind of, so I don't really know where she is now. I'm not sure. Maybe somebody knows. But I wouldn't really hold that against Mike Teasy, though. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like because maybe he's at the same event that he even, ha- that he had something to do with that, like her being mm-hmm. there or anything like that. I've, and and I would say this, even though she's a new believer, she actually is a professing Christian now. Like she's yeah, she not, has professed you know, Christ. She, she now, has, ugh. but I don't see with stuff like that. You yeah. have people in the past that you know make these claims, and then you, down the road, it's kind of like you got to watch and let them you grow. I, you know who came grow. to my mind yes. 
um, who actually came to my mind, and this is a while back. Not uh, Kanye West would be most recent, right? Like yeah. he would be like, "Oh man, just let him grow. Like let, let him, him receive private discipleship. <laughs> let him grow in his faith. Let him truly reject the love of the things of this world, and and right. let's watch him grow." He's been given a gift, okay? So he's a rapper, but it doesn't mean that we need to capitalize on just being able to call right. him a Christian right. and then put him in all of these positions. I also thought um, several years ago, Mace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Mace. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. so Mace was off the scene. He was a secular rapper, vulgar rapper. Then he had this conversion experience. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like, you know, Puff Daddy's trying to. He became a pastor. <laughs> and then now Puff Daddy's like, hey, it's time to get back in the game. And he's like, okay. You know, and so he starts rapping again yeah. and he released one album. And then the next thing you look around and he's cussing again. And you're like, oh, what is. You have to watch. You have to, like you say, allow people to, like, they should really get off the scene. I, I I believe and get under some discipleship and then you know if the lord call them back out for real then they come back out but a lot of times they they don't do that and so as far as mike teasy i've heard his music and i've listened to and all all the music i've heard from him has been good so i wouldn't hold that against so him. as an individual you would say he's solid he's from what i can from what i've heard yeah. yes yeah so that's a great question though i mean that's that's interesting i was kind of uh shocked about uh black china already on like the christian rapper right. circuit like that man there's some people who will not waste any time trying to collect some dimes oh boy there's some people anyway okay back to the phone lines All right. where do we go next let's go to joseph in north carolina hi joseph hi how are you guys doing Hello. good I just wanted to uh, get your ideas on the, the the thought that transgenderism is basically a religion, and to play along with somebody's pronouns is essentially praying in that religion with them. <laughs> and I'll take your thoughts <laughs> off the air. Yeah, no, that's a great observation. <laughs> yes. I have I have made the the point many times that you really are talking about religious dogma when mm -hmm. you talk about being disembodied, and you talk about acknowledging that you have a spirit. Now, arriving at the wrong conclusion and saying that this spirit can be in the wrong shell, like you are acknowledging this is this is religious dogma. Um, I don't think I wouldn't go so far as to say that using a person's pronouns would become um, some type of prayer or um, feature of the religious tenet. I think, yes, as far as metaphor goes, but I do think it's flat, flat out lying. Like yeah. I think like so. So, yeah, that's that's a, <laughs> yeah. if you will, that's a religious <laughs> statement. Right. Because thou shalt not do that. Right. I'm sorry. That was very New Orleans. <laughs> like you shouldn't lie. Right. Um, God condemns that. Right. But I, I wouldn't say that metaphor goes. You are spot on. Yes, it is. is religious posturing. Yes, yeah. it is um, demonically uh, designed. Yes, it is open rebellion people's preferred pronouns. Right. This is a lie. And this is a form of rejecting worship of God. It is. When it is saying <laughs> it no is. to God's standard and yes to the to the evil one. So, right. in as much as what I've just said, yes, but not in the sense of that. I think it is like there is the church of transgenderism. Do, does that make sense? Yes. I hope that's helpful. Sense. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Joey in Georgia. Hi, Joey. Hey. Can Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, hey, I um I just heard Miki mention briefly mention earlier that they try to lot a lot in the world are accepting of the grace side like they were with Jesus the the humanitarian stuff that we'll do but they don't want the truth you mm. know the Bible said Jesus was full of two things full of grace and truth Amen. they wanted the grace side I'll, I'll feed you in the wilderness <laughs> but the John chapter 
six. If you gonna follow me, you got a drink of the blood. Mm-hmm. Come the on. That's when many <laughs> turned away. Mm-hmm. So they yes. have been trying to do that. They won't part. <laughs> that, that truth side is confrontational, mm. is definitive, is decisive. And so they just don't want that. And I just want to say I thank God for y'all. I follow y'all on Facebook. I love y'all family, and I just love the show at AFR. Oh, God bless oh, you, you, Joey. Thank, thank you. you so much, brother. We appreciate that. Listen, you are spot on. In John chapter 6, we're looking at people <laughs> who follow Jesus because the fish po' boy was amazing. <laughs> right. They were like, man, right. this is great. And then Jesus is like, okay, if, you gotta come, if you're going to come to me, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they're like, this is a hard saying. Who can bear it? <laughs> John chapter 6, verse 66, and they many of them turned away. But this is what Jesus did that I think is so instructive for us as followers. He turns to the remaining disciples Mm -hmm. and goes, do you want to go too? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go too? In other words, I'm not changing the truth because people can't bear it. Mm -hmm. Right? All right. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.